Hi, welcome to Pearl Check. My name is Erica Anderson West, and I am the founder of the Epitome of Class Incorporated. It's a nonprofit organization where we focus on women becoming the best version of themselves and also finding their true purpose in Christ. The Pearl Check podcast is a series where we will examine or check our progress as women of God during the process of refinement. So welcome back. I am so excited to meet with you all another week. I really hope you enjoyed our first episode entitled Positioned for Purpose. And if you haven't checked it out yet, feel free to do so by going to our website, theepitomeofclass.com forward slash podcast or search for Pearl Check on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify, just to name a few. But this episode is near and dear to my heart. It's about motherhood. We just celebrated Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day again to all the mothers out there. And I felt it was only right to dedicate this episode to mothers. And just to give you a bit of insight on what's to come, this is part one of a two-part series. Next week, we have a big surprise that you don't want to miss. We will be discussing single motherhood next week. But let's dive in. Motherhood has caused me to mature in so many ways, as well as in my relationship with God. And if you read my book, The Best You, there is a chapter about my journey as a single mother. I found out I was expecting my son during my senior year of college. And of course, I was left afraid, ashamed, and unsure of the next stages in my life. I mean, after all, I was raised in church. And then I found out that the father wanted nothing to do with my child. But I refused to let that break me. During my pregnancy, I was still going to school, determined to graduate. I sacrificed a lot. I cried a lot. And I asked God why a whole lot. But honestly, the only way I made it was that I knew God blessed me with a lifeline. When I felt too tired, too weak, too stretched, I told myself if I couldn't do it for myself, I would do it for my child. The blessing that God had gave me. My prayer life grew because I had no answer, so I had to turn to God. I was pregnant, working part-time, and in school full-time. I would pray to God over my child and speak life into him. I would pray, God, bless my son to be smart, a man of God, and loved by many, that he would never fill a void in that area. See, I didn't want my child to feel that he wasn't loved, that there was something wrong with him. I prayed to God that whoever ran into Carter would love him instantly and pour into him. And when Carter was born in 2014, I received so much support, not only from my parents or my family, but from my new friendships that I had gained. People were looking out for us, especially for my son, by looking after him. There were times people would ask about Carter and forget about asking about me, but that never bothered me. Because all I asked God was that he was loved, that he was cared for, and that people cherished my son. But during the time of growing as a mother and being filled with so much uncertainty, God gave me the Epitome of Class Incorporated in February of 2016. To give you a bit of a background, I had just lost my job. I had my bachelor's degree, but returned back to school to further my education. And I was a new mother trying to figure it all out. I was so worried and scared and the job I had paid very well. But every time I entered it, I felt a huge dark cloud sit on my shoulders. God knew I was comfortable with the money, but unhappy. It was changing me and he removed it from my life. 
I prayed to God to open a door within a month because I didn't have enough saved past the month. And there was the timeline that I had told my parents I would be on my feet. They came in big time to help me out. So in between applications and interviews, I began to write a business plan because at the time I was getting asked a lot of questions from other mothers about how I did it. So I never truly turned my back away from God and wanted to remain obedient to him. I decided to encourage some other young women in hopes that God will continue to fill me up with purpose. There's that word again. And I scheduled a photo shoot while I was unemployed. Those pictures that you see on my website were me, unemployed and uncertain. I continue to use it because it shows my drive despite uncertainty. I was ready for God to use me. All the while doing this, I was spending time teaching my two-year-old son as much as I could, reading, writing, foreign language, and more. I never let him see me cry, and I never let him see the struggle. He was the drive that I needed to wake up every morning, and I wanted to show him strength so he knew how to persevere no matter what. And as I began studying this topic of motherhood, God blessed me with the story of Elizabeth and Mary. So I know you all are familiar with Mary, but we're going to dig deep into the two characters, Elizabeth and Mary. The story of Elizabeth begins in Luke chapter one. We see in verse five and seven, she is described as the wife of Zacharias, righteous in the sight of God, although childless and old. But during this time, being barren brought about a great shame to your family. There was an angel of the Lord named Gabriel that told Zacharias in Luke 1 and 13, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard. Thy wife, Elizabeth, shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. For those who don't know, Elizabeth is indeed the mother of thee, John the Baptist. His greatness was prophesied. It says in the word, Luke 1, 14 through 15, NIV, he will be a joy and delight, will be great in the sight of the Lord. And it even says in the King James Version that he will be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. Luke 1 and 16 says, and many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. But of course, like Moses in the last episode, Elizabeth's husband doubted this because they were old. The words the angel spoke did come to pass, though. And at five months pregnant, Elizabeth hid herself and said, NIV version, Luke 1 and 25, Lord has done this for me. And these days he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people. See why I like the fact that she hid herself, even though she finally received the thing that she prayed for. I love that because she didn't need to go out and tell the world about the favor she received. She didn't need to go do that just yet. It would come to pass. She blessed God in private for his favor on her life. We don't always have to run out and prove God's favor to men. So that also helped me a great deal because the Lord has shown favor in my child that was born. God took away the disgrace of my sin by showing favor through the son that he gave me. And I don't know who needs to hear that, but it doesn't matter how you receive the blessing in the form of a child. It is a blessing to be able to carry life and bring it into this world. So you speak favor over your child and bless God for what he's done for you. So we go on and Elizabeth is now six months pregnant. When the same angel Gabriel went to Mary, a virgin, 
who was engaged to Joseph and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. That's in Luke 26 through 28. Same chapter, chapter one. So it goes on to say in Luke 30 through 31, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you shall call him Jesus. He will be great. And he shall be called the son of the highest. There's a great correlation. I don't know if you can see it just yet, but in Elizabeth's verse, we talked about how her son would be a joy and a delight and will be great. And then we go down to see Mary's story and they say that he will be great. And you found favor in the Lord from carrying this child. So I need you to speak that into your children's lives right now, that they will be great I need you to speak that right now, that they will be a man or woman of God, that they have purpose and that they have more in store for them because God says so. He will fulfill that promise. So now Mary is doubting the angel as well, saying, how could this be? And the angel tells Mary that the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee and the holy thing that shall be born shall be called the son of God. But he goes on to say, and I'm going to say this in my own way. Oh, by the way, since you don't believe me, your cousin Elizabeth, she also is carrying a son. She is six months pregnant, but she once was barren. See, he closes and says that in Luke 1 and 37, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. I mean, he completely shut down Mary's doubt and said, hey, look, we got an example here. Elizabeth, who they said could not have a child, and she's out of the age that normally would carry a child, but we gave her one. And then he says, there's nothing impossible. There's nothing impossible. So now we found that Mary and Elizabeth are cousins. And Mary went to visit Elizabeth. She had to check that story. She had to check to see if it was real. She began to tell Elizabeth all of the things that happened to her, all the things that the angel had said. And Elizabeth's child leaped for joy. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. Luke 1 and 42 says, Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. Elizabeth was giving praise to Mary because of the blessing that was in store for her. It even goes on to say, blessed is she who believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. Luke 1 and 45. So when I look at that, I think of our children and we want to speak life into our children. We want to tell them that they would be great, that they will be men of God, that they will be intelligent, that they will love God like no other. And it is saying in Luke 45, blessed is she who believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. If he says he's going to do it, he says it in his word then he will do it. And also you want to go on and think about Proverbs 22 and six, train up a child in the way that they should go. And when he or she is old, he shall not depart from it. Mary and Elizabeth were faithful to God and perfect examples to help bring forth amazing men in the body of Christ. So I didn't want to leave my listeners who do not have children out of this. There is still something in here for you. And I want to share that with you now. Number one, God is yet a provider. We see that God gives us the desires of our heart when we are righteous and faithful. Those are the two things that we notice out of their character, that they were righteous and faithful to God. Elizabeth and her husband prayed continuously for their son and he was given to them and they received more than they desired. A great man in the body of Christ. 
Number two, mentoring people can be seasonal, but necessary. I know there are times in my walk when I have poured so much of myself into people and they have disappeared, but to see them go into the body of Christ or go forward in life is the greatest honor ever. So we see that in this example, Elizabeth is obviously older than Mary. Mary ran to her with the news. Luke 1 and 56 tells us Mary stayed with Elizabeth for three months. And I'm sure Elizabeth mentored Mary during that time and strengthened her faith in God. She had more experience. And during that time, having a child gave great honor to your family. And considering that Elizabeth was childless until the angel came to her husband, she had to walk through being judged for what she was unable to provide until God stepped in. Now, Mary, a virgin, engaged to a man that we know she has not slept with yet, but she was able to bring forth a child and she got ridiculed, I'm sure, for that as well. She's out here, a virgin carrying a child. They have all this doubt. They have all these theories, but she went to Elizabeth and Elizabeth was only right to give Mary the advice, the faith and the strength to persevere despite what the people may say about her because she knows the God who is able and who did it for her, who write the disgrace from her life by showing favor upon her. So we all need some Elizabeths in our lives to help us see what we are here for, what our purpose truly is, despite what people may say about you. And number three, Praise God for your sister. All of us can win. It doesn't matter if she's doing it or if somebody else is doing it. If you want to do it and you feel God placed it in your heart to do it, do it. Elizabeth praised God for Mary for the blessing that she carried the son of God. She wasn't jealous of Mary. She was happy for her. And in the end, they both received the blessing of two amazing sons, John the Baptist, a great prophet. And he was even the man who baptized Jesus, which even gave more honor. And of course, Mary had Jesus. We also see godly friendships in this. It is so important to have women who are like-minded and we may not be on the same level spiritually, but it's important to have someone who may be a bit more wiser than you so that they can go and tell you more and give you some advice and mentor you through the way and you're walking Christ. I have gone to so many mothers of the church because they have lived through many eras of different things and I go to them to get the wisdom, to get advice about situations that I may not be experienced in. So you have to have those godly friendships. They are essential and they're necessary. We cannot make it on our own. And like I said in the last episode, seek spiritual discernment with choosing the right friendships in your life. But understand that they may be seasonal, but they are essential no matter the type. There are lifetime friendships. There are seasonal friendships, but they all play an important role in your life. And my last point I want to leave you with before we pray Obedience and faith provides blessings. So we see that even with Elizabeth and Mary, they were obedient and they were faithful. At the end, they rejoiced for being blessed with this great honor. They served God to the complete degree. And it showed that they received blessings in the end. And those blessings came in their own lives and in the lives of the children that they brought forth into this world. So even if you haven't birthed a natural child, whatever God has birthed in you, allow it to be ordered and guided by the steps of God so that you can receive the ultimate blessings. 
So I would like to close out with a prayer. I really hope that this word blessed you. It really blessed me as I continue to dig in my word about them. I challenge you to read Luke, the entire book, because it's so good. You can see how Jesus grew and how John the Baptist grew after their mothers played that major and essential role. And once again, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there and know that your role is valuable. And if you don't have children, I, I challenge you to pull something from this and, and allow God to bless you in another way. So we're going to pray. God, we thank you for this wonderful word, oh God. We thank you for all the examples that you provide us in your word. We ask that we dig deeper into your word, that you give us strength in all of our avenues in life as a mother, as someone that has goals, dreams, and aspirations, oh God. We ask that you birth purpose in our lives. Help us seek you more. Help us get face down in prayer. Help us seek your face again, God. We bless you and we honor you and we reverence you and we bless our sisters for their wins in their lives so that the blessings can fall on us as well. And your wonderful, precious name of God, we pray. Amen. And I hope to see you all again. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Stay, stay tuned for part two next week when we go deeper into motherhood and talk about single mothers. There's something special for you out there as well. So have a good week and we pray blessings over your life.